Welcome to Get Unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason. Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I have faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing everyone's struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and a different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is the show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after setbacks, still bravely show up to serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share their stories, which will hopefully spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and get the lives we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will join me to share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I am hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, I'm honored to welcome a guest who has been described as insightful, practical, and to the point. He tells the truth and cares passionately. Joe Gregory is the sales catalyst. He has a BA in psychology from the University of Richmond, Virginia, an MBA in marketing from the University of Massachusetts, Boston. He is a trained Tony Robbins coach and a certified emotional intelligence practitioner. When not working with a client, looking for a client, or working on his craft, Joe can be found rooting for the Red Sox, the Rockies, or the New York Rangers and Jets. Joe's been a Rotarian since 2003, a lifelong learner, and a prolific reader of mostly nonfiction books related to sales, business, psychology, and personal development. Welcome, Joe. I'm grateful to you for being here today for another episode of Get Unstuck Radio. Thanks so much, Jason. I'm excited to be part of the show today. Well, it's a pleasure. So I gave just a bit of backstory about who you are. Um, you have this this unique title, The Sales Catalyst. I'd love to know a little bit more about you and if you can share with our audience you know, who you are and, and, and how you became The Sales Catalyst. Yeah, and, and it's uh, it's the journey of, of life, right? And uh, right. Steve Jobs said it so well at one of his commencement addresses, right? That uh, you play connect the dots in life, but you only can connect the dots in reverse, uh, right? We can see how one thing led to another. And how I wound up being the uh, sales catalyst, having my own sales coaching and uh, consulting uh, practice, is it, it, it really started at a young age of you know, delivering newspapers, having my own business. You know, as a little kid, I had my own painting business in college. And then in college, I was really fascinated with uh, psychology. And uh, little did I know how well uh, uh, psychology would prepare me uh, uh, for the rest of my journey. I've been really fascinated in what makes me tick. Why do I do what I do or why uh, I don't do what I should do? And uh, the same for other people. And so, you know, through my journey, uh, I was in sales and sales leadership positions and general manager, branch manager positions. 
And uh, along the way, I worked for some really large corporations. And as part of that, uh, I got training in, in all sorts of things, right? But all the big sales programs, uh, sales training programs, I got trained in. And I said to myself, uh, this was actually in the late 1990s. I said, you know, this, that would actually be cool to do one day. And then uh, lo and behold, through a series of events, uh, I wound up working for a large uh, uh, international well-known uh, uh, sales uh, uh, training company for a couple of years. And then I decided to go out on my own. And uh, th that's how I wound up starting my own business, the Sales Catalyst. And uh, uh, April 1st is my anniversary date. It'll be my ninth anniversary. Uh, I started in the spring of uh, 2014. So I can look back and connect dots, right? And right. I think all of us can do that, right? Look back and connect the dots and see, how did I wind up in this now? And, uh, and I really feel like uh, I'm in my sweet spot and uh, really just getting started. And I learn more all the time and just an, an exciting place to be working with people and uh, helping them get unstuck in sales and unstuck right. in life. Right. I, I love I love the passion and energy you bring to this conversation, and and really um, admire and acknowledge the um, the dots that have to be connected sometimes for us to end up where we are. So you know, again, this title, sales catalyst. Tell me what that means to you. You know, explain for our listeners how that's different and and builds upon this this career that you've had of basically doing this inside other large organizations and then deciding to branch off onto your own. Yeah, there's two, there's two things I want to address with that. First, uh, I'm big with words and with definitions, right? So uh, uh, a catalyst, the definition of a catalyst is a, a person or event that quickly causes change or action. Okay. A person or event that quickly causes change or action. And uh, for folks, if you if you work with a coach or a consultant or stuff before, that's what they do, right? Is they 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 help you to cause change and 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 take some action uh, for it. So that's what uh, uh, the the catalyst stands for. And one of my driving purposes is the word impact. And I I always looked at. Uh, uh, historically, they when I was in sales, they put me in uh, turnaround situations, territories that were underperforming, right? And uh, interestingly, although I've done well uh, from a money standpoint, uh, I was more motivated by impact, all right? What difference could I make? And money was kind of a scorecard, you know, for the difference that I make. So that impact. And part of that, part of my journey, Jason, was um, when I first started uh, in telecom sales, you know, many years ago, um, I sucked. Uh, I struggled uh, big time. I'd come out of investment property sales as a young man. I went into that right out of college and okay. I decided to get out of that. Now, a good year in investment property sales was selling three or four deals a year. Uh, right. right? And, uh, and then uh, now I had to sell six to eight deals a month. And I really struggled out of the gate. Uh, I got put on the dreaded performance improvement plan, right? You know, do this or you're fired. Uh, and um, I was one of the fortunate ones to make it through because a guy named Glenn Kay, who's one of the top sales guys in the office, took me under his wing, went out with me and made calls with me and made suggestions for things for me to change. Glenn was a catalyst in my life. Right. Wow. And everything changed from there. And a lot of people have never had the experience of having good coaching and training. Right. I did because of Glenn. And I also work for at the time a Fortune five company to be able to do that. So I want to provide I want to be like what Glenn was uh, uh, to me. And it was uh, he played a life changing role in, uh, for me many, many years ago. 
I love that. And, and and your intentionality of words to me is is so spot on. You know, I, I mean, that that intention is the place that I come from in, in the work that I do, even behind the name of this show and and what that really means and represents. I, I love the symbolism of it. The word you mentioned a minute ago, impact. You know, what strikes me as interesting about your story, and, and I think for anybody that's listening, whether you're in sales or not, is kind of the systematic steps that happened that built upon each other to bring you to this unique place. But recognizing that where you started in investment property sales and closing a few deals a year versus something that required you to close several deals a month, the 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 piece that that strikes different about that and maybe why to use your words you sucked in the beginning um of moving into telecom sales was you had been in a business that was more relational perhaps in something that was more of a, of, of a faster turn how has and it sounds like I, I'm guessing you know having Glenn as your mentor knowing um you're a pretty relational guy how important do you think those relationships are? Um, as somebody is really moving through their career and and wanting to go maybe a different direction? I think uh, 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 relationships are everything, right? And uh, our son's 28, and, uh, and I preach to him uh, that uh, your own personal network of people is the most valuable asset you'll ever have. You can lose everything, right? right. But if you're known and trusted by others, you can bounce back quickly. Right. And I, I can connect everything uh, that the good that's happened in my life. It is because relationships led me uh, uh, from one thing uh, to, to another all the way through. You know, and, and I think that's such sound advice. And especially I see among younger people today, the way that they connect and network and build is so different than maybe how we would have done it. How have you seen that evolve over the years? And do you think the way that we're you know, younger generations are doing it today. Do you think it has the ability to have the same impact or effect on their lives? I mean, specifically, you mentioned your son's 28. Yeah, it, 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 it is wildly different, right? Uh, you know, I'll throw out there, uh, uh, generations have always said, like our parents' generation always said, oh, you guys don't get it and stuff. You know, we figured it out. So right. I have great faith and hope and optimism with the uh, uh, with the next generations. It's just different. Where I do worry a little bit uh, uh, right now is the uh, the whole, uh, I'm a big believer in working from home. You know, I do that, right? But for younger people in their career, being in the office can be key because that's where you develop the relationships, right? Yes, you can do it this way and you can do it in uh, uh, new ways. But I just know like in my uh, in, in my life, like going to lunch uh, with a peer of yours, uh, right? Going out after work and having drinks and uh, things like that or going to a sporting event, uh, those types of things. I think that's it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that plays out. Uh, uh, over time, but there's, listen, I'm, I'm really, really tight with my high school buddies, you know, that I grew up with and we're right. you know, scattered around the country and stuff. We're on a text change, uh, a text exchange, right? So it's great. Modern technology makes it uh, easier to be connected. It's just different, right? It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, I, I think that's curious because I, I am often, I am fascinated by the gifts that we have of technology. And I think a lot of times most of us think that that implies a sincere connection. And the reality is, is I'm not sure that it really does. I mean, frankly, you know, how you and I are conversing today, I think is a second best for meeting somebody in person and anything after that 
is even less effective. So, you know, it, it it is fascinating to me, and I will see as an experiment how this plays out. But, you know, for somebody who is who is in a in a career that's wanting to move up, that perhaps is a is a remote worker, um, what are some things that they can do to help build their network or connection if they work from home? Yeah, you know, you uh, uh, you used the word intention early earlier, right? You got to be intentional about it, whether you're face to face or whether uh, whether you're remote, right? And I know uh, folks at work uh, from home, right? There's the instant messaging, right, uh, to stay uh, connected with people. You can still uh, pick up the phone and call people, right? I'm still a big believer in the telephone. That was the first social, the second social media tool after the telegraph, right? <laughs> uh, hundreds of years ago, it's still wildly uh, effective. You just got to be really uh, intentional about it. And from a sales perspective, what I coach my clients, because a lot of selling is is done remotely now, right? It always was, right? We didn't spend that much of our time face-to-face with customers. We did a lot of stuff in email and phone and now, you know, video is part of it. But you can start calls early, right? Say you got a customer meeting at 10 o'clock, let them know, listen, I'll be logged on at quarter to 10 and we'll stay till quarter after 11. Because those conversations like in the conference room on site, right? Uh, before, like while you're setting up and afterwards and even like walking out of the building uh, with a customer, those were so valuable. So you got to build in space uh, to be able to do that. And I know uh, that that's worked effectively for people is uh, starting the call early, inviting people saying, hey, you can show up early and we can visit. Right. You know, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and you know, I, I know that the thing that has felt so compressed, you know, post pandemic and everybody being on Zoom is as you go from back to back meeting that often doesn't leave a lot of time or space to really kind of reset yourself. So, you know, anybody that's listening, I encourage you to make space and time to take care of yourself along the way. But but the recognition that um, you know, there are valuable conversations that can be had in those those gap places like like Joe's suggesting here. I mean, I know for me, I try to make most of my hour-long calls 50 minutes now or 55 at a minimum. So everybody has a chance for a bio break or just to to take a breather for a minute to look at their emails or or text messages or whatever. It's you know, it feels like we're all being pulled in so many different directions today. Yeah, we are. And that's why you got to be intentional, right? And right. with my one-on-one clients, the one-on-one catalyst coaching that I do, uh, uh, we start with a one-minute arrival and we sit quietly uh, uh, with our eyes closed and follow our breath. And we do that to settle our nervous system, uh, right? And to let go of all the energy that we're bringing in from the previous meeting or the previous uh, call, right? So that we can go and be present for that. And uh, uh, and, that, and and people, my clients now, Jason. The cool thing is, if I forget to do it, they're like, "Hey, we haven't had our minute yet." <laughs> so you're 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 doing a centering exercise with everybody that you meet with. I I, I love that. Um, I wonder how many of your clients are actually doing that in all of their meetings. I've had clients share that they're uh, not necessarily doing it in all of their me- uh, meetings, but they're doing it for themselves, right? And again, this isn't woo-woo stuff. Neuroscience. Right proven this, right? If you sit quietly and follow your breath, your nervous system settles, right? And when your nervous system settles, the prefrontal cortex part of your brain comes more uh, online and you're more effective. That's the executive functioning part of our brain for problem solving and decision making. Well, I think it's really smart on your part to integrate that into 
you know, your practice of working with clients, because frankly, the energy that somebody brings to a call, a conversation, I mean, it can affect everything. And if you level set from the very beginning, you know, kind of being in a center place yourself and then everybody else with intention is doing that also, I would imagine the outcomes are better, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And and salespeople uh, that are listening to this, uh, do not go into a customer meeting without doing this, right? They feel you energetically. You know, there's the old saying, right? That person's got a bad vibe, right? They feel us energetically more than the words uh, that are coming out of our mouth, right? So we got to clear it out. And that's why, you know, I, I have a, 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 a top sales guy at a company that's a client of mine, you know, five minutes before any call, no cell phone, no radio, no nothing. He just sits because he knows if he looks at his email or voicemail messages or the news, he's going to get angry, uh, right? Or, or pissed off about something. Right. He wants to settle right. himself before going into a meeting. You know, and frankly, what you're sharing, I think, is practical advice for anybody. I mean, really being able to walk into a space with intention, centered back into what your purpose and your next set of set of you know 60 minutes may be, really makes a lot of sense. So anybody that's listening, I mean, I encourage you to take Joe's advice here and, and try this. You know, just try it one time before a meeting. Spend a minute getting centered. And and really setting the intention for where you want the meeting to go and see if it makes a difference. Yeah, it will. I love it. So we're going to take a quick break here. Um, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes and we will get into more about the sales catalyst and and kind of your ideal client and, and, and how you really work with people more tactically. See you soon. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show... Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who are widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk. 
Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm Jason Hopkins, your host, and today my guest is Joe Gregory, the sales catalyst. Before break, we were just talking about his work in um, being a sales coach and catalyst, and and he gave us some helpful advice around setting intention before meeting, taking a one-minute pause to get still and centered, um, and, and really want to jump into more tactically, Joe, Tell me about the types of clients that you work with and and then maybe how your own journey has guided or shaped that over over the course of your career. Yeah, uh, uh, thanks for that. And, you know, typically uh, uh, people show up because they feel stuck in some way. Uh, uh, right, uh, or they feel that they've had a setback. So uh, a stuck in my world looks like they're at a certain level, either the company's at a certain level of sales or my one-on-one client is at a certain level of income, right? And they want to be able to get to the next level and they feel right. they feel stuck, you know, where they are. So those are often the people that uh, show up or, uh, or they've had a decrease, right? You know, there's been uh, what people label as a setback. And for me, uh, the, the 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 key for me working with people is uh, a number one. Do they have a problem that I feel I can help with? Right, and it's got to be within okay. my uh, wheelhouse. And I'm looking for: Do they have a growth mindset? You know, are they looking to get better? You know, the the people that perform really well consistently seem to uh, uh, they're always looking for an edge, right? Knowing that I don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just give me a little little tweaks, give us outsized results, right? So they have that growth mindset, knowing that they can get better. Uh, they're open minded is a uh, a big part of it, uh, and they know that they can go faster. Uh, by getting help than they can uh, on their own. Uh, so those are the types of people that uh, uh, show up for me. But uh, they're looking to solve a problem. They're looking to get to the next level. They're stuck in some way. It could be in business. It could be uh, for my one-on-one coaching. It could be in a relationship or uh, health-wise. Uh, but uh, typically, sales and business is where I focus on. So how often would you say when somebody comes to you with kind of you know, whatever their problem is that they're looking for you to help them with to solve, you know, how often do you feel like, you know, let's let's continue to do sales as an example, and I'd love for you to share more about the other types of coaching you do. How often do you see people that are in roles that, that are just not right for them? Maybe they're not really suited for sales. Yeah, that um, uh, that can be the case. Uh, uh, that isn't often what I see, you know, with clients um, uh, uh, showing up for me, but certainly running sales teams and organizations for a long time and working with companies that have them. Yeah, yeah people are miscast, uh, right? And uh, uh uh, the, the the great book, you know, Good to Great, right, talks about having uh, the right people on the bus and the right people in the right seat. It just may not be in the right seat. Right. Right. Uh, and that's and that's OK. You know, for me, though, the uh, the problem's never what they think is the real problem. All right. And I, I work uh, uh, 
from the uh, performance equation that was developed by Tim Galway back in the 1970s. He wrote an incredible book called The Inner Game, uh, The Inner Game of Tennis. Uh, and this is what it looks like. And he was a tennis coach uh, and then uh, okay. wound up building a large consulting practice that still runs today. And the performance equation is performance equals potential minus interference. Performance equals potential minus interference. Potential is Got your it. God-given gifts, talents, and abilities with skills layered upon that, right? Interference most people think of interference as external interference, you know, the supply chain issues and all the other things that are going on. He was talking about internal interference. What is going on in the most valuable real estate in the world, the six inches between our ears, right? How can we turn down the internal interference? And that is what the problem is for virtually all of us. And in the world of like being stuck, right? It said, we, first of all, um, you're not stuck. You just think you are, right? We're overthinking things. And we have so much resistance, Jason, right? We get angry and pissed off that this, I have people, you know, making a half a million dollars a year and they're angry and pissed off because they can't get to uh, 750, (laughs) uh, right? Uh, Right. You know, people stuck at really good uh, uh, levels. It's the resistance. We spend so much time and energy arguing with what is, right? How do we start turning down resistance? And from a sales perspective, as a salesperson, how do we turn down our resistance? How do we facilitate turning down the buyer's resistance? Because their walls are up, right? Because they think there's this trained killer in front of them called the salesperson that's trying to take their money. I love that. And again, I go back to, you know, when you were sharing the the one minute centering exercise, the, the things that you're talking about here, they're practical and applicable to anybody, you know? Um, I, I do a lot of work with clients and coaching myself. And the thing that I have recognized, and I will tell people, you know, as kindly as possible, the things that you think are going to be the worst things that could happen to you are often not the worst things that happen to you when they come up. It's the stuff that wakes you up in the middle of the night that you never saw coming that will leave you flat on your butt, you know, and 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 I think from that understanding, and I, and I don't mean that um, in a critical way of of anybody's journey, but there is this malleability in life that I think as we learn to evolve and adapt to live in the flow, life goes much better. And I'm not saying bad things don't happen and really bad, bad things can happen to people. But the fact of the matter is, is the lesson is really how you show up for yourself into those moments, not just the good times, but the bad times also. And, and and recognizing that there are going to be times in your life that require a different version of you. And the more you can prepare yourself to turn that noise down in your head, the easier it is to dial up all of the tools that you have in your toolbox. Uh, 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 so spot on, right? And it's just uh, uh, like in my own journey, right? There's times that I felt that, they, that there were setbacks, right? Uh, they weren't setbacks. They were setups for something better. Full disclosure, it was painful and difficult, you know, for a period of time, right? But without certain things happening, I wouldn't have been able to get to a different level, right? And uh, two other points around that. Uh, uh, one being, uh, so oftentimes as parents, we say for our kids, I just want our our, our child to be happy, right? Uh, a better way of looking at this is I want my child to be capable of handling whatever life brings them. Amen. Because the reality, Jason, is, right, life sucks at times. 
right? right. You're not going to be happy all the time. Right. And the positive psychology movement has taken things to extreme. And it's actually called toxic positivity now, you know, that we got to be positive all the time, right? It's challenging. We just had a once in a hundred year global pan, uh, pandemic that upended a lot of people's lives, right? So how do we build capability uh, to be able to um, uh, handle uh, whatever life brings us? And one of the game changers for me and for my clients is when the light bulb goes off, uh, there's a big misunderstanding in life. And the misunderstanding is the outside world is doing this to me, right? I'm right. feeling angry and pissed off because of the pandemic or because a client said no. And the reality is uh, Shakespeare said it so well, uh, nothing's good or bad. Thinking, thinking makes it so. Nothing's good. Everybody listen to this. Nothing's good or bad. Thinking makes it so. Right. And we live in the feeling of our thinking, not in the feeling of our circumstances. Nothing can make you stressful other than your own thinking. Nothing can make you angry and pissed off other than your own thinking. Nothing can make you happy and peaceful other than your own thinking. So it's our thinking about it. Because uh, here's the reality, right? If a situation was inherently stressful, it would be stressful to everyone. Right. right? And we right. know that that's not true. Well, I mean, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The energy you bring to anything often is directly correlated to the output that you're going to get in that situation. And 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 I find it's so fascinating to me. I'll talk to people and and it never occurs to them to think about their role. They're so focused on the external interference, to use your word earlier, that they're not focused on the internal in interference, you know, and, and I work with a lot of people probably like you, you know, in, in relationship situations. And, and often when things end badly, albeit many times, you know, my reframe is always, well, what did you learn? And what were the gifts that you got out of that? And I think our our ability to be able to move from that that negative external or internal interference that we apply to the stories that play out in our lives and move into a space of personal responsibility and then taking action from that place, it kind of reframes everything. Because even for most people, and again, I'm not saying 100% of relationships, but when something bad happens... There's normally something good if you can get to it that you got out of that. And it may have taught you one important thing that you never want more of that again. But I find that people get so dug into making things that happen that are bad, they make it about everybody but themselves. And, and unless we're willing to shine the light back on ourselves, I don't know how you get real sustained growth. Yeah, I agree uh, uh, completely. And where we need to be careful there is uh, not to beat ourselves up, right? That right. this is my fault, right? Right. This is just, you know, the idea that you can get your mindset in a a, a certain way, right? And everything's going to be lovey-dovey and uh, peaches and roses all the time is total BS, right? There right. are going to be challenges in life. The ultimate free will that we have, Jason, is we get to choose how we respond to life right? Life unfolds in front of us. We get to choose how to respond. Now, the problem is people are reacting. I, I think, quite frankly, my observation is very, very few people actually exercise free will. We're on automatic all day long. Just something happens, we react. Something happens, we react. We're in reactive mode uh, all, all, all day long. And uh, going back uh, the, 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 the key thing here with turning down interference, here's what we know about human performance. And you used the word flow earlier. 
humans perform better with less on their mind. Right. We perform better with less on our mind. Baseball season's about to start, right? And I'm a huge baseball fan. And in a hitter that's in a slump, right? The announcer always says, oh, you can see he's pressing at the plate, right? He's overthinking it. You can't be thinking when a ball's coming at you at 98 miles an hour from 60 feet away, uh, right? In professional baseball, uh, we overthink things, right? And that's what keeps us stuck. Circular thinking. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And you used two words that I love a minute ago, and, and I use this so often with people, you know, in, in consideration of conversation with others, are you responding or are you reacting? And and most of us are reacting. And and I think, you know, again, not to to villainize technology, but technology in many ways, while it has made us connected, it has also robbed us of connection and it makes so many demands of us. You know, it 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 lures us into the the trap of being in the loop of scrolling and scrolling, and I, I think it's important for somebody to recognize: are those are those moments pulling you away from connection that you could have to yourselves or others? And, and if the answer is yes, in any form or fashion, you may want to be more intentional about what what level you engage with it in. And, and I certainly can. Um, admit in my own world, I, I I spend far more time in the loop than than I want to, um, and there are many good things to um, to glean in those those times that can can be you know life learning lessons and educational and all the things. But nine times out of ten, they are normally just distraction and white noise that that functionally keep you disconnected from yourself and others. It, um, it, it's so spot on and that human connection, right, directly related to what I do uh, in, in sales. And in sales, you often hear, right, you got to have a really uh, solid, unique value proposition, words that come out of your mouth. Now, I want to be clear, there's value in that. You do have to have a good uh, a, a, a story to tell. But you know what buyers tell us? What? Buyers tell us that uh, when they're waiting and making a decision on who to buy from, and this is across all industries, across all sizes of sales. Yes, your company is important. Yes, your product is important. Yes, your service is important. All those things are really table stakes. The most heavily weighted item in their decision-making process is their experience of you during the process. So how do they have a different experience of you? And unfortunately, there's a sameness problem in sales. Everything looks to the same to buyers. The companies look the same. The products look the same. The services look the same. And the salespeople look and sound the same. Right. The only thing that doesn't look the same, the price. So they go to, the, 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 that's the differentiator, right? Because that's easy to understand. So how do you, Mr. or Mrs. Salesperson, look and sound different than everybody else? And of course, most salespeople say, well, I definitely do. Buyers will disagree and say, no, you don't, right? And it's that connection, right? And when you show up in a state where there's not a lot of internal interference going on and that you can follow the flow of the conversation with the buyer, right? Versus having a rigid agenda that you're sticking to, uh, right. And when they serve up what I call cues, right, they'll say something that's like, there's the goal. Most salespeople, and I've been on sales calls, they don't even hear it. Right. Or if they do right. hear it, they don't dig into it. So, well, it's the internal interference so you can have a better human connection because that's what uh, buyers want. Right. And, and to reframe that in different worlds, it's really the gift of giving somebody your presence. Amen. You know, and 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 that's the thing that I have really noticed that. You know, as we move into this more connected, disconnected world that I like to call it, I mean, 
we are pulled in so many different directions. It is, I mean, it look, it took me more more than than 40 years to be able to 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 do this kind of work and to get present with somebody. It is, it is truly a gift to actively listen to what somebody is telling you with presence and then to be able to respond because you listened to them. And that, from my perspective, makes such a difference in having truly connected conversations and outcomes. Uh, 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 without a doubt, and there's a saying, no one ever listened themselves out of a sale, but plenty of salespeople have talked themselves out of a sale. And what happens with salespeople, they're internal, something happens in the sales call, right? And they get triggered, their emotions start to run, internal interference, and they start talking more, uh, right? And human beings have an innate need to be heard and understood. And so many of us have never felt heard or understood before. And that's what buyers want, right? It's what your spouse wants. It's what your children want. It's what your coworkers want, right? To be heard and understood. And that starts with presence. And I love I love you sending us to break on that message. I, I am so inspired by the practicalness of this conversation and how relatable you as the sales catalyst are making these complex constructs very simple for each of us. Um, when we come back, we're going to jump back into the conversation with Joe. Um, we'll see you in just a couple of minutes. You can like and comment on the Voice America Empowerment Channel Facebook page. This is the place to get and share advice from some of the best leaders on the planet. Get started today by searching for Voice America Empowerment or click the like button under the player today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Do you ever feel like you're just going through the motions? Jan Jones wants to boost your energy and ignite the power inside you. The Good Good Life with Jan Jones, Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I am your host, Jason Hopkins, and I'm grateful to have my friend Joe Gregory here today. Um, he is the sales catalyst, and we're having a compelling conversation 
about the the complexities of us as human beings and how that can play into um, you know our everyday lives. Um, you know, Joe, the concept of the show obviously is around getting unstuck. I would love to unpack that with you a little bit more. I know in your work as a coach that that seems to be probably a pretty consistent theme that you see um, clients that come to you with with stuckness. Um, let's talk a little bit more about some of the common themes that you recognize among clients. Um, you know, in a hope to let people know that maybe what they're struggling with is is not so unique and and they're not alone. Yeah, uh, uh, I've certainly felt that I was stuck uh, at certain points in my life. And I want to start out again, you know, I'm big into words, right? And uh, uh, what is the meaning of stuck? So I looked it up and it's an adjective, unable to move from a particular position or place or unable to change a situation. So when I read that, it's like unable, really? Uh, or or we just think that we're stuck, right? And that's where it really uh, plays out. I love using, you know, nature is such a great metaphor for everything on how everything really works. And it's like, turn to my left and look out the window here. I'm looking at lilac bushes and an aspen tree, and uh, they look dead, right? And they've looked <laughs> right. dead for months now, all right? So is the lilac bush stuck? Uh, no, within the next 30 days, things are going to start to sprout, uh, right? And it's the same thing with us. You know, we just think that we're stuck. And, you know, in, in, in my own life, I've, uh, uh, I'll have i go back to the late 1990s. And I'd been in long, I was single, living in greater Boston. Uh, I'd been in long-term relationships. Uh, uh, it hadn't worked out uh, for marriage. And I thought that I was stuck being single. Uh, and then okay. finally, the light bulb dawned on me. And I was like, you know, my life rocks right now. I was living on Beacon Hill. I had season tickets to the Red Sox. Uh, my job was going great. And I was like, you know what? If I never get married, I'm good with it, right? Okay. Boom. Uh, I go to my uh, 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 20th high school uh, a reunion uh, in New Jersey. Uh, I, I hook up with um, uh, my now wife, uh, uh, Tracy. We've known each other since sixth grade homeroom. And uh, less than a year later, I, I was married and living in Colorado. And uh, and wow. my, my my vow always was I was never leaving uh, Boston. I wasn't going to date anybody with kids and, you know, so forth. But life changed for the good in an instant. Right. And that's right. what can happen. Right. But the key point there was, Jason, I let go of my resistance of not being married. Right. It dawned on me. It's like, God, what am I complaining about? My, you know, you know, my life is great. I've been stuck in my business. Right. You know, there was a period I lost my job in the Great Recession. Uh, right. You know, I was a general manager uh, and had a really, really good job. And our branch was doing really well. And boom, I get laid off in November of 2008. 2009 was a struggle. I'm like, oh, my God, I was stuck in this situation, stuck in this situation. Looking back, connecting the dots, there was a piece to the puzzle that had to come together later in 2009 for me, right? So it, it was a look like a setback, but it was a, a, a setup, uh, right? So uh, what I've learned about being stuck in my own life and with others is that uh, something either occurs to me or something occurs for me. I love Always. that. It's 100% reliable. It's totally unpredictable. So it occurred to me that, oh, my life is great. Okay, I'm not married. So what? My life is great, right? And then in my uh, a journey after I got laid off, right, uh, something occurred for me where I got an introduction to a company. And that's when I went to work for one of the uh, uh, national and international sales training companies, right? A key piece to the puzzle coming together. Now, it sucked 
you know, for the the the, <laughs> the, the time in between there, but things right. have to come together, right? And that's where we just need to turn down the internal interference, settle ourselves down. And I invite everybody listening today, look at your life. You will see that something occurs to you or something occurs for you. Spring is coming. The lilacs will be gorgeous in another 60 days. Right. That That's beautiful. And, and it so resonates with my own story. You know, I, I've shared many times, but um, you know, I too suffered some, you know, uh, of the most painful setbacks after the the crash of 2008. And really, you know, I, I will admit even till as late as last year, I spent the better part of a decade hating that story. And, and it was, it was my direct opposition of that story that completely robbed me of so many things. And, and I'm not sure what the catalyst was for this. And I've really tried to think back what it was. And I wish I could remember, cause it'd be a more compelling story, but there was a light bulb moment for me that said, you have spent a decade hating the story that made you who you are. And, and, you know, w- while I would not want to go back and get those t-shirts again, so to speak, um, what I can say is everything does happen for a reason. And what, and what I tell people all the time is what is meant for you will not pass you by. And, and if you, if you don't believe that just wait, it hasn't come. Um, you know, but I do think that there is an element, and I love how you framed your own story about releasing resistance that makes space for the things that are meant for you to show up. And and frankly, so much of us spend so much time, uh, you know, holding on to things that are really not meant for us, the job that's not meant for us, the relationship that's not meant for us. If there's something in you that that knows and believes that you're destined for something different, something greater something that's not what you currently have, like there is an element of having faith, but also what are the active steps you're taking to move forward in your life? Like, what have you seen in in your working with clients all of these years? What is the turning point for many people from moving to to stuck to unstuck? There's there's two things. Uh, We both just in the last few minutes used the term, the light bulb went on, right? You said a light bulb moment. Uh, That's a moment of insight. Right. And I believe uh, that the um, that you can call it whatever you want to call it, that there's, you know, an intelligence operating the universe. You can call it God. It's the intelligence that's operating the universe that's going to have the lilacs bloom, the aspen tree bloom, the grass right. grow and all that. That same intelligence is beating my heart, digesting my food, food. It's real time responsive intelligence that we can tap into. And that's where those light bulb comes moments come. Everybody's had a light bulb moment. Right. And and. And, uh, and, and we can tap into that, but we can't do it uh, when we've got all the internal interference going on. And what I use is um, I use a snow globe as a metaphor, right? This is Snoop right. and Woodstock uh, skating <laughs> along the that. ice. And um, this is what we do to ourselves. We shake ourselves. Your story that you kept telling yourself, right, all day long. And the same thing that I've done. You can't see clearly, right, when we right. shake it. But all we have to do to settle ourselves down is just stop shaking ourselves, and look at this, you know, the snow settles on its own. I don't have to do anything to have the internal interference uh, 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 settle down. So it's just, it, it's knowing. Now there's action involved too, right? And uh, tiny steps, right? What do you feel compelled to do? That's where the real-time responsive intelligence uh, comes in. I had to show up at my 20th high school reunion to meet Tracy, right? So did Shay. Right. And, and um, uh, oh, by the way, as part of that story, I stayed back in first grade because I had struggled learning how to read. We wouldn't have been in the same class 
if I hadn't stayed back, right? So, ooh, that's why that happened. I didn't learn that until many, many uh, years later. The story where I was stuck after getting laid off, right? I was at a networking event where I met somebody that made the introduction for me, right? So whatever you feel compelled to do, tiny steps, right? Tiny little things that you can do. What what little action can you take uh, to move uh, uh, in a certain direction? I'm a big believer, active people get lucky. You know, all the good things that have happened to, in my life have because, because I've been out doing something through that wisdom inside of me that uh, I call the Holy Spirit operating through me guided me to do. I love that. And, and you know, the, those those same principles guide me as well. And I often, you know, in working with my own clients, you know, I, I will say you don't get up the staircase any other way than one step at a time, maybe two if you're super fit and agile. But, um, you know, so many of us spend our lives focused on the top of the staircase that we miss. The only way we are getting up is one step at a time. So if you're stuck or or, or in a place that maybe life isn't exactly what you wanted for yourself, you know, I, I always find a next right step approach is kind of the, the most practical way to look at it and, and figure out something that you can do with commitment and consistency. Like don't pick something that you know you're not going to do or you think you will fail at. You know, for some people, it may be as simple as saying, I'm going to get 15 minutes of sun on my head every day, or I'm going to take 15 minutes to walk outside, or I'm going to drink enough water. Like the bigger things in life begin with the habits that you have when nobody else is watching. And I think that's really important, you know, for anybody who's listening, for anybody who's struggling to recognize you can you can take a, a moment and make a choice to empower yourself right now with one next step. You don't need to focus on the whole staircase. Just pick one next step. You know, Joe, what are your thoughts and kind of practical next steps that, that listeners could take if if they're stuck in, in something that no longer serves them? Uh, go have coffee or lunch with somebody. Right. Talk about what's uh, what's going on. You know, human beings are uh, uh are, 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 you know, we're all good and coming from a good place, right? And uh, and share your struggles with others. You know, everybody's struggling. I, you know, I don't care how much money somebody has or how much success, everybody's struggling with someone, right? Uh, with something. Everybody gets stuck, right? You know, plateaus are, are, are okay. So uh, go have lunch with somebody. I'm, I'm looking at my bookshelves, right? Uh, go buy a book, or ask for a book recommendations. You know, one thing out of a book can be that can cause a light bulb uh, uh, to go off. Um, uh, go to an event or a seminar, right? Uh, the other thing is uh, I'm a big believer in getting help, right? And um, uh, hire a coach. You know, coaches have played uh, uh, critical roles in, in, in my life. Therapies played a critical role in my life. Right. Get help if you need it. Right. Whether it's uh, from a therapist or or from a coach or from a friend. Uh, I've gotten great advice from friends along the way and given advice you know, to other folks. So uh, go talk to people. Uh, right. And uh, there's a lot of wisdom out there. And again, uh, one thing can uh, one thing can turn the light bulb on. Um, uh, on for you. And here are two great questions everybody can ask. Share what you got going on in your life with a trusted uh, a, a friend or colleague and ask them, um, uh, what advice do you have for me? And then the second question, if you were me, what would you do? Uh, it's asking for advice, but it's in a, a different way. And a third great question is, who else should I be talking to, right? Follow the breadcrumbs, right? But listen to That's what great. you're guided to go do. 
And, and I and I will add to that that you you also have to have the recognition that most that people can only meet you from a, their own place of, of understanding and experience. Right. So you know if you're wanting to ask somebody about what you should do about making a career change from somebody that maybe doesn't work or is in a field that has nothing to do with anything that you aspire to do, like be intentional around who you're asking those questions of. But I love that. And again, what I'm hearing from you, Joe, that I think is, again, really practical information for our audience, it's basically showing up for yourself. Uh, uh, amen to that, right? You know, we got to take care of ourselves first, right? For everything else to um, uh, fall into place. And uh, there's the old saying, right? Wherever you go, there you are. And so oftentimes I see with clients and with people in general, right? Is that they're they're trying to escape a situation. So they change jobs, they change relationships, they change where where they live, but they haven't settled themselves down internally. It's some, oftentimes it's some childhood issue, you know, that continues to, uh, uh, to, to play out in their life. We got to take care of ourselves. And we've learned that boy in the last three years with the pandemic, uh, with self-care, right? You know, I what are we doing? I, I coach leaders around when you're setting uh, key performance indicators for your people, include a self-care thing. And if people are working from home and they say, all right, I commit to walking the dog in the middle of the day for 30 minutes, you got to ask them every week, Did, have you been walking the dog every day, right? That makes them a better person, right? It makes them more productive at work uh, if we're taking care care of ourselves. So everybody remember, wherever you go, there you are. Realize that not to beat yourself up, but to say, okay, what are the patterns that continue to play out in my life? Right. Joe, this was a an amazing conversation. If anybody wants to get in touch with you, tell us how they can do that. Yeah, the, the, they can go to my uh, website, uh, thesalescatalyst.net. Again, that's the thesalescatalyst.net. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm also on uh, uh, Twitter as well. Love it. Um, and anybody who's listening that hasn't subscribed to Get Unstuck Radio show pages, you can find us on Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Coming up next week, I have another incredible guest, Kate Emerson. Kate is a multi-published author, coach, and retreat facilitator who inspires and guides her clients to get the life they most desire. Joe, as we wrap this up, what is one thing that if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would you tell them? relax. I love it. I've been uh, uptight and, and uh, you know, you worry about stuff and it's like uh, a calm down, right? Relax and calm down. It's going to be okay. That That is fantastic ad advice to send us out. Um, for everyone who tuned in today, I'm so grateful to you being here. Joe, thank you for your time, your wisdom, your experience. I think this was not only helpful for me, but I, I know helpful for others. Um, and I look forward to joining you all next week for another inspired conversation. Thanks so much, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again, we wish you a great week.